Hey, Christopher, how was your week? James, it's been a little strange. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but uh, before we get, just kind of before we start on all of that, I just kind of want to tell you something that's new for me this week. Okay. Yes. Well, fine. I mean, there's a coup in, the, in, in Washington, <laughs> but we'll talk about your thing first. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. It's always about you, Christopher. I'm so sorry. I love you. Thank you. My sister, what she does is... She gives me these fantastic gifts, and I always feel kind of bad because I don't return the favor. <laughs> Ow. So, like, often someone for a Christmas gift or a holiday gift or even a birthday gift will give you, like, maybe a bottle of wine or tickets to a whatever, you know. Something nice. Something nice. Something but thoughtful. What she does is she gives the gift that keeps giving. And so she signs me up for these clubs. So one year it was a beer club. And so once a month I got, I think it was a six pack of a beer from different places. They were from different places all over the um, United States. And then the following year, maybe two years later, then she joined me up for another club. It was a wine club and I got a different bottle of wine every month, which was nice. At that time I used to drink, I don't really drink wine anymore, but I did at that time. Um, and then I got nothing from her like that, but she gave something to my wife. And what that was, it was like, I can't remember the name of the company, but it's like a little purse and had like a, a female knickknacks in it. So, and the purses were all cute and, but she never knew what was going to be in it. So it was like a surprise. So like one month it would be like a whole nail polish, uh, a nail polish kit with the nail polish in it. You sure that wasn't for you? <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> No, no. Um, and then she would get like, um, you know, honestly, I have no idea what was in it. It Don't was feminine stuff just... and she didn't share it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's so I did see the selfish. little purses because, and, and I guess my daughter loved it. So the next year, my daughter started getting this, this, actually the same thing. So they would get the exact same gift every month. My point is, is that, so she signed me up for this club. It's called the T-shirt club. And I just kind of wanted to, to open it on the show. Yeah, sure. I want to see it. This is yeah, crazy. I know it sounds lame, but well, I get excited. I, I, that would that would drive me nuts. I have I have too many clothes as it is, but you know, for normal people, I think they would like that. And you know, I like clothes. <laughs> I'm not like a big fashion guy, but I do. I do. Oh come on, you are. I, okay. I mean, compared to me, anyway. I literally have the same underwear that I had in high school. Oh my god. You and I are a little bit alike. I mean, I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could find that stuff again because it's the only one, the only pairs that I have that that actually last more than their few so years. My, Everything else. So my goes. wife gives me a hard time. I go, "There's a couple of pair of underwear I've had since high school." You're right, and she's like, "Can you get rid of those?" We shouldn't be talking about this topic. Underwear? You don't <laughs> like disgusting. boxer shorts? Boxer shorts. My boxer shorts are not disgusting. I don't know about yours. And the only problem that the, the really old ones is that it's so thin now because they've been through the wash so many times. Right. So it's almost like silk. It's like fine silk. I could probably sell these on eBay for a million dollars. Get some Bitcoin for it. Well, anyway, so I got this. I just, you and I talk about clothing on the show from time to time. So I thought we would open it and kind of just share it. Well, you talk about the clothing. Okay, you go ahead. In order for me to do this, I am going to have to stand up. So we're going to have to move for a second. I hope that's okay. This is great. I, I want to see it. All right. So for those of you that aren't watching... What we're doing is we're opening up a, I was wrong. It's not a t-shirt company. It's called <laughs> Woven. It, it's spelled W-O-H. 
H-V-E-N. I guess they have a dot com. Everybody's got ah. a dot com. It's a green plastic bag. Um, I, I guess this is your bag, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done one of these where you open a package on uh, video. I, what do they call Unboxing, I think. All right, so you're going to have to move the camera somewhere so you can actually see what I'm doing. Love it. Fun. And for my sister who happens to be or might be watching, uh, here it is. It looks lovely. No, it does. I guess for normal people, this would be a great gift. For me, not so much. But I don't think you should feel so bad. Actually, no, you should feel bad about not reciprocating with your sister. I was just going to say because I don't do. I do the same thing. I, you know, my sister is much more thoughtful than I am. I think that's pretty normal. Thoughtful is a good word. Unfortunately, I, so- we are not because. <laughs> Maybe it's because we're men or maybe we're just jerks. I don't know. Maybe it's both. I can't ever. Th- well, for one thing, I don't know how your sister is, but my sister, if she, she's, she's like, uh, she's like the dad. What can you get your dad? If he wants it, he buys it. Oh yeah. If he, if he wanted it, it would be in his house already. Bit of an easy out to say something like that because it means you're not paying enough attention. Oh, right. This is my little tip. I have a tip, especially if your wife or your girlfriend or whomever is important to you or even your kid, whatever. Keep a list on your phone, an ongoing list, year-round of presents that you can get for your significant people in your life. And just, if you have a thought, if you notice they're into something, write it down. That's a good idea. You don't have to buy it right then. <laughs> but then when when it comes to birthday, you just look at the list and say, well, what's next on the list? Well, I noticed that she liked this particular photographer, so I bought a book of <laughs> photographs that this guy took of cats. Should I try it on, James? <laughs> oh, okay, all right. The problem is... When you wear a sports coat, a great way to hide your wrinkly shirt is a, is with the jacket. So That's, that uh, seems like I'm a good idea. Be exposed, <laughs> but uh, James, you might notice I'm not wearing just one t-shirt. I'm wearing two t-shirts. <laughs> so this will be number three. Oh, that must be fun! <laughs> wow. If I can get this shirt <laughs> off, oh wow, this shirt's soft. Oh, you know what I love about this shirt? It doesn't have a tag. <laughs> I like that. It's, so this is going to be terrible. But sometimes when I'm looking for a gift, I just ask my wife's girlfriends. That's, that seems like a good idea. <laughs> then I don't. Then it's like a no-brainer. I don't have to really think about it. I can. But the problem is, it's weird to call your wife's female friend. <laughs> and and I'm always. I know this sounds terrible, and maybe it isn't terrible. And I think about this stuff, and it is. What would what would my wife think if she happened to look at my phone and see that I called her friend? So I'm always worried about. She that. seems like she's pretty chill. I don't think she would. She is chill, but I never, you know, I don't. I know. mean, if you had a crazy woman or a crazy no, husband no, yeah. or a crazy, if you had a crazy spouse, <laughs> I'm you lucky. Might, you definitely have to worry about that. But you know, we don't have crazy spouses. Oh, comes with a, a little brochure and kind of talks all about talks about the lady who designed this shirt. Yeah, it looks like she's a creative director for another company. Looks like it's put together by Miss Elise. <laughs> hey, I need to get a warmer upper before we get That's, going. That seems like a good idea. Well, let's take a quick break. Let's get some coffee and then continue in a minute. Thanks a lot, James. So I just really want to quickly tell you about a product that I use at my house. It's it's called Perfection Floor Tile. It's a do-it-yourself product, so it's great right now because you can do it at your own home at your own time. You don't have to wait for a contractor. It just kind of locks together. It's this beautiful square vinyl tile. And what's great about it, it's a little bit softer than most tiles. So it's really great on your feet, especially if you're a guy like me who sits on the phone at work all day or in his home office pacing back and forth. 
Um, you can find it all kinds of places. It's available at hardware stores and home improvement stores. It's Perfection Floor Tile. Go ahead and check it out. It's absolutely beautiful. All right, so just so everybody knows, during the break, James and I have gotten in a huge discussion about Twitter. Now, I don't think he uh, took out the boxing gloves or anything, but I'm getting worried. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so the thing is with the whole thing with Trump and them shutting him down is they're a private company. Everybody says they can do what they want. I go, well, they're not. If you look at everything they talk about, it's news, 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 news. Well, that makes them a news station and news stations have certain guidelines. Uh, but still, to the Digital Millennium Act treats them as an online entity. No, I know. I know. Which <laughs> So they're, you know, they're publishers to some degree, just a question of how much they're publishers. Yeah, but they're more, they're more, they remind me now, not they used to be, but now, and I would say even for the last like 10 years even, but definitely now, they are a news outlet. Who's that? Twitter. Facebook or Twitter? Twitter, absolutely. What about Facebook? No, Facebook, I think Facebook is still a privately owned company. I think people don't get their news. They still got to remember primary function. Most people on Facebook just want to see pictures of their family and friends. Most people. Oh, you know, that may not be true. I think that's, I think you might be projecting that a little bit. That may be, but I don't see any family, people sharing family pictures on Twitter. That's not a, a norm. Probably oh, look not. At, look no, at, I was at the, uh, look at, I was climbing the mountain. Look at me on top of this big mountain. You don't see that much on that's Twitter. That's Instagram, right? Yeah, that's right. That's Instagram. Yeah. But, so I use all these things differently. Yeah. And I do too. But, but my point, I guess, was basically Twitter is a news outlet and they need to abide by all the FCC rules that go along with being a news outlet. Mm-hmm. So, but how, how does that impact people posting their own content? Right, because, oh, nothing. Because, well, well but I mean, as far as kicking people off. Right. So how do they still get to kick people off because they don't publish all the letters that a newspaper doesn't publish all the letters that people send to them? Well, interesting enough, Twitter does post news and it's all one sided. Okay. And but by FCC rules, whenever you do one side, technically you're kind what? of supposed to show the other side when you're broadcasting video. Absolutely. Why do you think after every single election? Or every single presidential speech, you have whoever the oh. opposite opposing side has to talk. Right, right. no, that that that's um that, that's a whole that's a different thing though. You don't have to have, you can have a very right leaning or left leaning news broadcast, but if you're going to give political candidates airtime, you have to give uh, equal airtime. So I that, agree. that's that's a specific area though. But right now, Twitter doesn't have to abide by those rules. Well, are they giving free? Airtime to uh, you know it it may not be the same thing and they may not be giving I don't I don't know I think I, they ride that gray area purposely all the time okay so that they can excuse themselves from the FCC well again federal this, communications yeah commission commission yeah yeah so I don't, I don't know enough about that particular thing but um, it's gray right because they're not they're not traditional publishers no. but if they are if they are well a, i take that back they are now traditional publishers the traditional publishers are now the obscure publishers <laughs> i mean honestly i haven't picked up a newspaper and read it in almost over a year and when i did read the newspaper it was almost always on an airplane it's very difficult to even find a paper on an airplane well you know you don't have to read the actual paper you can go to newyorktimes.com well, that's true. So for, but okay, so let's just talk about. I haven't. I don't think I've read a, an actual paper paper this century. 
Really? Yes. Who in their right minds? I, th- oh, this is a I great love story. The feel of the paper and the print. It's a great story. And the from fact this. that no oh. one can go back and change it. It's printed. It's someone can make a mistake. Well, on, they, they have on, to make their retractions the next day. In the electronic world, everything's on the fly. What's funny is you know if you if you if you look at these things carefully. The web, the web, excuse me, um, most of them are, most of the news outlets on the web are pretty sloppy when it comes to hiding their mistakes or their rewrites because they may change, they will often change the, the title of a piece, which, you know, they shouldn't be doing after it's been published. But the slug or the actual URL, if you look in the URL, the URL will show the original, will still show the original title because that's how it is in their database oh right 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 so it's an, it's a really interesting a lot there's there's a couple of journalists who like to do gotchas on that it's like well, well you James, know what do you think about the fact that twitter doesn't allow you to edit your your posts so like once it's there you either leave it or you delete it yeah i get it i understand that perspective i understand people want to edit it too but you know you can delete it or you can you know just i think as a normal human being i look at mistakes on twitter as being oh you know that's a typo and they can't fix it. And I understand that. So oh, I'm right. an adult about it. Well, sometimes I'll post. And as soon as I post, I look at it. And I'm like, oh, no, I did an edit. I need to edit this. I made mm-hmm. a mistake. I, I got to fix this. But by the time I reread it, I have like three or four likes on it or more. Uh, and I'm like, ah, crap, I'm stuck with it now. No, see, that's the problem with you people who are popular. I don't have that problem. I, <laughs> I, could, I could leave a tweet up for like six months. Without worrying about deleting it, because I don't have any likes. <laughs> please, please get me likes. And when I say likes, I mean one of my secret accounts. <laughs> what? My my the the every single account that actually I've put my real name on does like crap. I always have to be somebody else <laughs> to be successful. <laughs> Can't be me. No one likes me, James. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, no one likes me either. At least they like the fake you. <laughs> they do like the fake me. <laughs> I have no fake what me. What does that say about society when they like the fake you and not the real you? That's society. I think Welcome. I should start crying. Welcome to society. <laughs> no, that's that's how society works. You think celebrities are real? Yeah, that's, that's a complete that's right a bunch of nonsense. That. Celebrities are so just such such full of nonsense. So full of nonsense. Um but we were talking about Twitter and we were talking about whether they should be banning. So do you think they should ban people? I mean, because this is this is the, the this is the main question. What if we revised the digital? It was the Digital Millennium Act, right? That was uh, that had the provision two thirty, in which protected uh, platforms from being sued for the content that people post on it. That was right. That the, was uh, okay. that was under uh, Clinton. That's yeah, when that started. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, what if we revised that and or revoked it entirely and allowed people to sue Twitter and Facebook and whomever they wanted to online and YouTube? I, you know, I really don't care what the rules are <laughs> as long as they are consistent. Well, that's the problem. You can't. For really, everybody. It's, it's not. That I, I've heard a lot of people complain that, it's that oh, you threw off uh, Parler from the App Store, but you didn't throw off Twitter and they're just as bad. And that's, you know, that's that's just factually incorrect. I mean, they, they might be bad, but at least they have some, they are trying to take some moderation steps. This, this is the difference between the two. Parler really wasn't trying to moderate. No, they weren't. And but that was the beauty of that particular app is... You had Twitter, which was wonderfully selective speakers, and they they would tweak their algorithms so that a lot of hate speech wouldn't come up. Um, and I would never myself use hate speech, but I don't think there's a problem with hate speech. I think people well, when not they start knowing, you know, littering that, out hate. 
is like, okay, now I know who you yeah. really are. <laughs> we just talked about being real. Well, when someone blurts out hate, I was like, okay, now I know who you are and I can deal with you on an honest level. But when you start banning people and censoring them, I think what you really are doing is you're just making people go underground. And that's where the real danger well, is. Well, here's the thing. If, if you do censor really bad speech, people aren't hearing as much and aren't being radicalized by it. This is the whole point to what happened last Wednesday during the 6th on the 6th when we were actually recording our podcast. We didn't know any of this was happening because we were too busy yapping about whatever the heck we were yapping about last week. But uh, that mob, in my opinion, was fueled. Well, I mean, I guess it's not my opinion. It's, it's kind of factual. It was, it was fueled by lies that were being distributed by the president of the United States that their election had been stolen. And then there's no credible evidence of that in any possible light. And, you know, Republican governor and Republican judge, one after the other, discounted and threw out all these things. But see, I disagree with you on that. Do you think the election was stolen? Well, I first of all, I want to just quickly talk about those crazy people that did the Capitol. First of all, I do not believe those were Trump people. They may have Trump flags and they did a lot of crazy things yelling out Trump, but I have been personally to many Trump, I shouldn't say many, I've been to a few Trump uh, gatherings and they are filled with smiles and people trying to be nice to each other. When I leave the Trump event, that is where the violence is. Once the liberals come in there, <laughs> foul mouths. And and I shouldn't say liberals because um, I should say leftists. There seems to be a difference in my mind. You have a liberal-minded person, which I can respect. And then you have these I almost criminal left people with, oh, yeah. with that are, you talk about hate speech. Um, I have never heard so much hate speech in such a short period of time and what after I had left a Trump event by non-Trump people. Well, have you gone to Biden? Did you go to any of Biden events? No. And that, that's a fair ar- argument. But I will tell you, I have been into Washington twice in my life, marching for um, marching for an ideal that was on the liberal side that I so happened to agree on that particular issue. So I wanted to show my support for that. Over the years, I've been to... I shouldn't say to. I've been to quite a few. I'm starting to think of all of them <laughs> coming to me in my head. With the exception of the teacher one that I did once, they've all been angry and extremely violent and not a fun event to go to. On the other hand, um, the Trump event, and I'm not talking about a Republican. I'm talking specifically about a Trump event. They're pretty happy places. Most people are smiling there. There's not a lot of hate going on. And what I saw after her podcast when I went home, you know, I'm listening to the radio as I go home and I'm going, what the heck is going on? Cause I was turning on the radio cause earlier that day we had talked about the, the Trump parade right. and, you know, we were kind of mocking it and kind of making fun with it. I had no idea that it was going to get so ugly. So I saw that stuff and on first look, I go, Oh my God, that looks like a Trump rally gone wrong. It absolutely looked like that when I got home and looked at the news. But then I started seeing the behavior of the people. I go, that's not Trump people. It There's is Trump no people. Way. No way. The guy is. running around with a uh, Confederate flag. I'm just like, Christopher. And then the guy from Arizona with the. Yeah, like, he, he's a non Trump supporter. You can be a non. You can be a Trump supporter, but it doesn't mean you're part of the Trump crowd. I don't for understand example, how that works. You know for a fact that um, 
I do not sit on either side of this. I'm more closer to the center. I'm obviously more conservative than you are, but I think you and I are both kind of lying there in the center. Well, you Am know, I wrong? well, that's, that's, it's hard to describe because we haven't gone issue by issue. You might be surprised at how far left and how far right I go on certain issues. It's like if you take the average, yeah, I'm centrist, but I have some pretty strong, well, I have anything I've made up my mind on. Yeah, I'm done. It's, it's, I'm very extremist in some areas. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, but that wasn't the, so, so this is, point. this is when, when I was looking at, at what happened that day, my assessment is that you had the radical Trumpers at the front and the rest of them behind pushing, See, pushing believe, forward. I do not believe they were even Trumpers. And I'm going to tell you why it seemed very suspicious to me that right after this whole thing went down, Within It seemed within hours, but maybe it was 24 hours. But within a few hours, the FBI had identified almost everybody out there that was going in there. Mm-hmm. Well, they're still working on that. So I wouldn't they say are that, still working on that it. was not well documented. They are identifying people, but it's not that hard when I, they have selfies of themselves on their own accounts. I'm not a big conspiracy theory. I do have a few. <laughs> and only because I've had some personal experiences where some weird things happened. I, this is how I feel. I feel somebody whispered in somebody's ear, actually a lot of people's ears, and said, "Let's go. Why don't you go down there and cause some problems?" Yeah, that was the president. No, no. Do you remember when the exact same thing happened about a year and a half ago? No. Yeah, nobody does because nobody <laughs> reported on it. I remember the uh, the pussy hats when they uh, no when they, so, their reaction to a the, year and their, a half um, ago when they were having the uh, Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh, yep. Uh, trials or whatever they were. Uh, uh, um, a group of guys broke into the Senate House. No one said anything. They went in there. They destroyed things. They broke windows. Nobody said crap. Well, that uh, that is that is definitely a problem with the media. I don't know specifically now, what we're talking my, about, but I do point have. Why I believe there's a cover up is I went on Google yesterday trying to remember, or maybe it was a couple of days ago. I, was, I went on to Google to try to figure out when this happened, if I was remembering it correctly, was there any new, could not find it on Google anywhere. And I was almost obsessed with it. So I spent almost, I'm not going to say 20 minutes, maybe closer to 15 minutes. I go, I I know I read this somewhere. You and I both uh, bouncing back between Google and DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. So I went to DuckDuckGo and I typed in the exact same wording and text that I did at Google not only did it show up on the first page, it was the very top. And it, re- it was the date. It was the time. It was, I'm trying to remember, I think it was 2018. And, and obviously, it didn't get in the news. And it wasn't as many people, but it was 200 people. They arrested 200 people. Did you, and you, just by you not having facts of oh, I remember back at me, just says, because Just because I don't remember, it doesn't mean, it, you know, my memory uh, is pretty holy. But you're going to remember this Trump thing probably for the rest of your life. Well, people died. Yeah, that's true. This that's this true. was and I, I don't know I don't I don't remember that instance, so I can't speak to it. But uh, this was a very significant event in our in our history. I, I totally agree with and, you. But uh, you I, know I'm, there was there was a, a lot of people. Well, a lot of right wing people, Trump amongst them. But who, my point who, is, who, is who, that uh, yes. it didn't sound it didn't sound like a Trump situation. Mm. It sounded like somebody's a group of people, whoever they might be. <laughs> Let's just say there's been lots of cases, recorded cases of people going in and videotaping planned events, planning to make an event go wrong. 
Um, I've, I've seen the videos. I've seen the people talking about it. I hear people talking about it in jest. And so I don't believe that whole Atifa thing at all. That's what do you I, mean? Well, people were starting to say Atifa was part of this whole scheme. Oh, right. Well, th- 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 I was going to mention that because they would be the obvious instigators to point to. I, and, th- and as far as I know, there was one Antifa person that's been identified in that crowd. And I'm going by basically the Antifa expert. I don't know how to pronounce his last name because it's spelled N-G-O. He, he's Vietnamese, so that's not a, it's not a weird non-governmental organization kind of thing. It's and what just, did he say? Is, so isn't it, I think it's pronounced Andy No. I'm just going to say Andy No. Uh, he said his initial take was he didn't, that wasn't really an Antifa thing. And then upon further inspection, he went, he went through the videotapes and he said, you know, I've identified one Antifa person. He, and this is the guy who spends his career documenting the, 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 I know the ongoing, this guy, but I agree with ongoing him. riots in Portland, Oregon, even up until two weeks ago. I don't know. I don't know what it's like now, but up until two weeks ago, he was still posting videos like nightly videos of, of, uh, of rioters. Antifa rioters. Oh, no, no. I've seen this guy. He got beat up pretty bad one time, didn't he? Yeah, a couple of years ago. Oh, year. yeah. I yeah, remember poor seeing kid. That. Some, he's, he's a tiny little uh, Vietnamese guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen him. And Antifa, you know. Well, he's just, a perfect example. They when smacked he, him down and, and caused brain damage. That's how yes, badly no, they I beat remember. him. Yeah, I remember the whole thing. So he's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. He went there and saw that was obviously not true. And I can go and sit there and look and see what's happened. I can look at all those red hats and I go, that is not a Trump event. That see, was that, not that's a just, Trump event. Just because that was a Trump event, Trump events you went to doesn't mean that those are all Trump events. Well, and, and, and so far the people that have been identified have long histories with them. And the other problem with, with trying to distance Trump from these, these specific supporters is that Trump has all but come out and said that he's a QAnon supporter. And, and a lot of this, this is, that's where this is coming from. Have you read about that at all? I have. And this is where, the, and that's where it's this is coming from. It's a guy from Arizona too on top is of it, it all. I don't even know who it is. Okay. So yeah, I'm I not saying got, he's near uh, Heber, but I think it's a guy up near Heber and he predicted all this stuff and he kept saying that people were going to kill him. And guess what? It happened. So the whole. So Q is dead? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> when was so he killed? So he wrote a book. Um, this is so weird because. The, the crazy guy with the horns, I don't even know his name. I don't want to say his name oh, because I don't want to give him any Doesn't matter. creed. But this particular guy, I had seen him in the news when he was in Arizona. And that was the first time I was like, "What? who is this whacker? Because he had a little sign that said something. And I can't even remember, but whatever it is, I looked it up. And I'm going to give you the name of the book. We Let's put the name of the book in the notes. Mm-hmm. And um, it talks about a lot of this conspiracy stuff. And, and a lot of this stuff is far-fetched yeah that's putting it mildly that's putting it mildly i mean the QAnon, the, but I, some of it okay. was dead on i think some of it was dead on well a broken clock is right twice to, twice a day here's the thing james i am a big hiker and have been hiking all over this country and i can tell you right now i have gone hiking in the middle of nowhere and come across some pretty strange military stuff i came across once in hawaii when i went to there um I was, I know it sounds strange. I was hiking at two o'clock in the morning. No, that's totally normal. Were you fully clothed at this point? <laughs> and I was sober, maybe. Sober and clothed. Wow. That's almost Anyways, a trifecta. When you, when you do not do the norm, people aren't prepared for you. Like I said, hiking at two o'clock in the morning or, and I, I actually like going hiking at two o'clock that in the morning. That sounds actually great. I mean, people mountain bike at, uh, at night as well. Oh, I think they're okay. freaking crazy. I thought you were but. joking, but you. When I plan a trip, I'll, I like to see if the moon's going to be out mm-hmm. because I love hiking on a full moon. It, 
it's so inspiring on horseback riding too, going off topic more. But I love hiking, horseback riding at like two o'clock in the morning where the world is asleep in these little boxes all over the planet. You you can kill them. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. (laughs) I can wander around, do whatever I want. There'll be nobody judging me, (laughs) accusing me of things. I can just really be free. But the problem with this is there are other people out there that are doing creepy things and you come across them. Oh, that sucks. And that happens often with me. Or it used to, at least in my 20s and 30s. I guess you're bad karma then. Um, As I've I've been out at, you know, if I'm camping or something and you wake up and you need to, you know, use the facilities of which there are none, uh, it's on the full moon at nights. It's just so amazing. It is. I just wander around. I would I would do that more, except the times I've been out, it's been freaking cold because the <laughs> desert gets really <laughs> darn cold. But that's uh, that's but, really interesting. And you know, being out there. And this is oh, you want to divert, let's divert a little bit more. Uh, we're in Phoenix now, and so this is quote in season for us because the days it's like sixty five in the, in the day now, in the in the afternoon it gets up to sixty five. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And I get so mad now when I go to the trailhead at, at like one p.m. And it is completely full because you know what? That same parking Well, you're lot, trying to keep your social distancing right now and it's impossible. You're well, out there like trying to be healthy. And there's that, but that's not what I'm complaining about. I'm oh. complaining about these fair weather hikers. Mm. You know, they only come out when it's 65 degrees and oh, nice right. out where, you know, I am hiking and biking all year round. And in the summer, it is blessedly quiet because these lightweights don't have the courage to get out there when it's actually, you know, 100 degrees out. Well, once again, hiking when people don't hike, I've a couple times come out in the middle of the day, in the middle of the summer when it's like 115 outside. That's I'll be insane. hiking out there and you'll come across foreigners and they're out of water. Oh, God. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe, maybe you should get out there more often to save those crazies. Well, I got stories where I thought the people were going to die if we hadn't been there. I was like, rescue would have had to come for these people at some point. I mean, I, no I tap water. out at like 105. I try not to be out on the trails after that, primarily because my phone dies. If my phone can't operate, I'm thinking I probably shouldn't Once either. it gets hot, I tend but, to be near the water, but yeah. well, you still the have thing. to get there. That's the thing. Um, in Phoenix, we're not that, even if you, you can be deep, you can think you're deep in South Mountain, which is an amazing, I think it's the biggest park, uh, city park in the country. Uh, and you can't see anything, but then you come over uh, uh, the hill, and the, oh, yeah, you you see the the there's a comp there's you know there's a subdivision, like a quarter mile away. So you're never if you're in Phoenix hiking, you're never more than like two or three miles from a house. It's right. kind of crazy. Well, coming across weirdos in the middle of nowhere. Oh yeah, <laughs> like the guy with the uh, with he dressed like a Native American, which is almost insulting in itself. But anyways, was he not native? American, uh, Na- American I think he Indian? was pretty wasp looking. Oh, well, you never can tell. I mean, no, you th- never can tell, but I think he was because <laughs> anyways, um, well, that's, okay. I want to talk about something else, but I, I let's should. just switch gears then. Let's talk about something else. What okay, do you want to so, talk about? So one time I was out in the middle of nowhere and I come across this native American. This is up kind of near Flagstaff, not on the reservation, but getting pretty close to it. And this was actually not really late at night, but late afternoon. So in that part of the world near the Grand Canyon, you kind of two people, tourists and people working. But there are a handful of people there that live there. And I come across this Native American and he is just drunk as a skunk. And he comes up to me. He puts his arm around. First of all, I I didn't even, I heard him like, 
in the forest, right? So I'm going on a little like a, a deer trail and all of a sudden I hear something. I assume it's a deer. <laughs> I look around and it's this Native American guy and uh, he comes, he puts his arm around me and and he just starts talking about like the good old days and I, I and when I mean good old days, he was talking about a time, I think he was talking about like pre-gambling casino huh. time. Yeah. I, I don't know. And he was just, and he said he was glad to see me out there, which I, I, I was like, I wasn't nervous because I, I don't think he could overpower me, especially since he was intoxicated, but very loosely related. But I, when I saw the guy with wash in Washington with the big Buffalo head, mm-hmm. I kept thinking, what an insult that this guy here is all about representing himself in this Native American kind of a wardrobe. That's not Native. Oh, well, you keep going though. And you have another Native American that I've know I've met in the past who talks about good days gone by. I don't know. For some reason, I married the two as if they were where you, things that you see don't make any sense. Right? You have a Native American who's talking about the good times, and I'm thinking. You live in poverty. Um, people have been treating you terribly, your parents terribly, your grandparents terribly, and you you think these are good times. And then you have this crazy guy who's like talking about conspiracy, dressing somehow in like native uh, wear, and it doesn't make any sense because now he's talking about conspiracies. He's talking about FBI. He's talking about all this UFOs. I don't know if you know that's part of it too. Um, just all kinds of stuff. Did well, you? This is this is the problem though. There's people who are living in the past and the future. They're waiting for a future that's never going to come, and they're living in a past that never existed. Which is to bring me to point is that was not the Trump crowd that was there. Oh yeah. Well, again, I think we're gonna have to disagree on that. I, I, my again, what I what I said was it's my best guess. I don't know. I wasn't there, and we don't have a. When we get a full post mortem on this, I think we'll have a better understanding of it. But oh, really I don't. Right I think now, it's all going to be lies. Uh, always. It depends on where you where you get your news from and who you, who you listen to. Uh, but I think the the vanguard of that group were were really extremists. And I mean, there were guys. No, in there I agree with, with There that. were guys in there with Absolutely pipe bombs. Absolutely extremists. There were guys in there with pipe bombs, and there were guys in there who were walking around with, with zip ties. With zip ties, and not just zip ties, but the special zip ties they have for binding people. So like, no, what I, the hell I have. Are you going to a protest for with zip those ties? Those giant zip ties, I have some. I use them for holding no, 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 lights no, no. in okay. the tree. Oh, the, were they're, they, were they, they're, they're tied together, so you have two loops, preformed loops. Yeah, those are the kinds that you know you read about the killer, like uh, the uh, Jeffrey Dahmer type guys. And you have those. I use. All right, get for, out. <laughs> get out right. <laughs> so kidding. I use them for hanging Psycho. lights in the summertime over the pool. Cause I don't have pool, the kid, you know, I put lights up in the summertime. I like to change my backyard seasonally. You're <laughs> so crazy. I know. I, so I you like, dig, so you dig a pool every year and then fill it in. I know. I'm kidding. Crazy, That'd be awesome though. Wouldn't it? I do <laughs> do awesome. a lot of changes to the backyard every year. And so I like to put lights up only part of the year during the summertime when the kids are playing there. And then when they're not, I like to enjoy the backyard in yeah. the dark. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> All right, kids, get the shovels out. Time Anyways, to dig that, crazy dig that pool again. On there. And here's another thing is, is everybody, I couldn't believe president-elect Joe Biden goes in there and starts starts comparing that to Black Lives Matters. I, I'm, he said, this is what he said, something to, the, or maybe to this effect, he said, if that had been a Black Lives Matter protest, it would have been totally different. I'm like, yeah, they would have burnt the Capitol down. Well, that's, there would no. be no Capitol right now because it would be on fire. That's the big difference. I so I agree with, with him that, on that as well. 
What's that? I think it's, it's this is, is going to sound like a double standard, but uh, it's it's easier to to separate uh, the the uh, Black Lives Matter group from the Antifa, who are the. I mean, there were an overwhelming number of peaceful Black Lives Matter events. Oh, absolutely. And really, things didn't go wrong until Antifa showed up. Okay, so one of the protests I've been on was to support African American or Afro Americans or Black Americans, however you want to describe our. Americans here in the United States, uh, they had a thing called the Hundred Man March or Million Man Million, March. Oh yeah. mm-hmm. So I was there for that. So I was there for, for to support all of that. This is not what's happening now. And you're right. There are a lot of peaceful people. Atifa is a good example. So do you know how they talk about woke? Mm-hmm. Oh God, yes. So I've heard that term many times over the years, a lot lately, but I hadn't heard it in years. So when I was in high school and in college, my circle of friends expanded from just two white kids, which was basically the only two kids I hung out in high school, to a much broader, diverse, especially when I moved to Los Angeles. I started, I met um, Asian students for the first time. Um, I started making friends with some Greek students, and I started making friends with uh, African-American students. Plus, I worked with almost all African-American people. And so my friends started being more diverse and that was kind of the first time I ever they would say and I had no idea what they were talking about they're like you got to get the you got to get the woke I think is what they said really it wasn't it wasn't just woke there was like a the before it or something huh. I don't even remember anymore it was that long and all of a sudden I started hearing it again a lot lately actually so I have a, a friend here in Phoenix who's happens to be African-American also and he all of a sudden I, I've been talking to this guy for years never heard him bring this up and all of a sudden we're having a little heavier conversation one day and he says, well, you got to get woke. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> I guess where I'm going is Atifa uh, to Black Lives Matters is exactly what happened there is to Trump supporters. You got this little teeny radical group, like in the like they always say, in the, it's a few bad apples, mm-hmm. ruin it for everybody. And so I feel that's what happened. You have a bunch of people that showed up there looking like they were Trump supporters and acting in a way that was not appropriate for for the situation. Here's the big thing for me. There is a time and place for violence. I totally believe there is. So for example is when Pearl Harbor, when Pearl Harbor happened, we had every right to go into war and start a very violent war and get involved in that. I get that. If I'm sleeping at nighttime and somebody comes in with a gun, I feel violence is okay for me to start acting. I know things, there's a lot of pressure going on with people feeling feeling pressure from being suppressed by what they're verbally allowed to say. Is most Americans in this country live in a house, have a toilet to go to the bathroom in. Most every single American eats three meals a day. All right. Most the people that were not the all people though. that are burning the streets and I don't believe that they're those people because People, wait, wait, wait! You you don't think the extremists have a house and and live comfortably? I think they do. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, I I think I may have misunderstood what you were saying. Uh, maybe I miss. So you're you're saying that the people who should be rioting aren't the people that? And I'll tell you why they're not rioting. Because you want to know why? Because I've been in this situation before. They're too busy trying to survive. They don't have time to be going to protests and starting fires. And they are working their rears off. They are the salt of the. They're the people that keep this country running. They're the they're, essential workers who keep the... Absolutely. Sell, they're too busy protesting. I honestly feel 
all of this is going on because people are frankly bored. Well, they have part nothing of it, in this world to live for, so they have to pick on these micro micro things that mean nothing to the true meaning of life. So some commentators, have, I love the way some commentators have put this. They're talking about you know the, these insurrectionists and these crazy people and these cosplayers. So cosplay, do you know what cosplay is? Please share. I don't. I don't no actually idea. know what cause means. It's C O S play, but it's people who dress up like they go to a comic con and they'll dress up as Captain Picard. Or oh right, like right, right. Uh, so they're referring to these pro- the, the the real uh, extremists on both ends as being cosplayers because they're not really they don't really believe this stuff, but they're just going out there because they want to pretend to be someone else. They're posers. They're posers. And I met a lot of these. That's not to take. And that's not to take away anything. That's not taking away anything from cosplay. I think genuine cosplay people who who spend their lives or not their lives, but you know, it's their hobby to create a persona and then go out or re- replicate some of the else persona to a really immaculate degree. I think they're fascinating. I like to watch them, but you know, this is so I don't want to denigrate that community. I'm just saying it's a really good way to think of uh, some of these these real extremists on both sides. That you know, the, the Antifa does the same thing. They they wear all black and they want to go out and beat people up. I mean, that's part of. I mean, that's expressly part of Antifa is to be violent. But you were talking about uh, violence earlier, so I, I just want to get my two cents Yeah, give two cents on you violence. Know, pe- people like to always talk about how, oh, violence is never the answer. you got to be pe- That's a bunch of nonsense. I mean, violence solves pretty much everything. Yeah. At the end of the day, when no, when you can't work things out, yeah, we turn violent. And if, it, if it's not us turning violent, it's them turning violent. And if we don't turn violent, you know, it, oh, well, the Nazis, let's just be nonviolent with the Nazis. That's that makes sense. Well, I think a lot of the violence on the on the left, not the liberal side, but these the left wing extremists, they really think Trump is somehow like Hitler. Um, anybody who has read anything <laughs> about Hitler and knows anything about him, we have never seen a man like Hitler since Hitler. <laughs> well, he has some qualities. They they were both very good at talking. Being a good commentary is different than I'm just saying. I'm thousands, just saying. millions of people, I'm sorry. It's totally different than executing millions of people. I'm in just gas saying they have some con- naked and scared. They have bad hair as well. So there are some similarities. Um I'm just being contradictory. Violence. So so oh, so yeah. violence Yeah, go on violence. So there there are two ways to to handle disputes. There is diplomacy, which is nonviolent, and then there's war. And those are the only two ways humans know how to deal with things. I mean, what other ways would there be? And we need both because well, there's, humans, I don't care. Humans are dirty, dumb animals, and they sometimes they just won't listen to reason. I, well, I totally agree. I mean, if I take a step back, which I try to do, I honestly see no difference between the the left radicals and the right. They they spew the same words. They they say exactly the same thing. I don't hear any difference between the right and the left. They're Nothing. both fascists. They're both fascists. They both want to replace our, our democracy yes. with their own imposed and, control. Absolutely. And I really feel, and I've been talking about that. You and I kind of touched on this I, uh, when we were talking about Perot one time. I think it's time for this country to visit the third party idea. Uh, I've been a firm well, part know, of the libertarians for a long time. Um, I have gone to their recruitment events and I, I when somebody on a social media actually says, oh, I'm a liber- part of the Libertarian Party, boom, I follow them automatically. <laughs> um, I know a lot of people, the, the big problem with the Libertarians is that um, if you are a liberal, 
no government thing is kind of a little issue. But everything else, I wouldn't say libertarians are for no government. That would be anarchy. And anarchists, I, I actually know, I know. Well, one no guy. government, I guess, is quite a bit different than little government. Yeah. Uh, well, you're not like what I'm going to say then, Mister Libertarian. <laughs> I view libertarianism as the opposite side of the coin to communism. Really? Yes, because they are they are opposites. But they are complete opposites. Basically, you have complete liberty versus complete control. And the reason they're the same coin, though, is that they both have the intrinsic failing of not taking into account human nature. They are both, if you if you look at them separately and objectively, they they both sound great. They both sound kind of like paradise. But neither can succeed because that's not hum, how humans work. I see. Now, what, I, now, see where, I see where you're going with. I see where you're going with that. Now uh-huh. that being said, so so my 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 idea of of that is okay these are two these are two poles what ideas can we take from them and actually use in our society you were joking last week about the green party and i asked you if there was any booze (laughs) creme creme de la mint is that what it was yeah um but there's got to be the james you and i have talked about this once before and i don't know i don't think we did on the podcast but the problem with a third party even though i i am totally supporting it there you know you got to look at both sides of the is I've seen this in other countries where they have multiple parties. Currently, right now, we're completely divided. We're, you know, we're 48% are on one side and 48 is on the other side. And there's some kind of weirdness in the middle. But that's still, that's still a pretty high percentage. And these other European countries, which everybody loves to compare us to, which they've never, they know nothing about, but whatever. When you have multiple parties, now you have like, let's just say there were three parties and one party wins. Now we're only 33 or 30% of the population agreed with what's, what's going on. Or let's just say you're from a, um, a country, let's just take Israel or like Germany, where they have multiple parties with, mul- with multiple colors. So now you're looking at maybe 10% of the population agreeing with who's the leadership. So See, that's but that, the it all comes down to compromise. And compromise is agreeing to what you dislike the least. And that's, that's government. That's getting along with other people. You're never going to get what you want regardless. And there are people, you know, there are people within the Republican party who oppose other Republicans and just like as a Democrats, there, there's a spectrum. And I see maybe there's, maybe there's a chance for the Republican party to split and split from the crazy Republicans to the normal Republicans. I don't know if there are any, any normal Republicans left. Unfortunately, in our recent history, we, we've seen that the crazies do coalesce within the Republican Party, but then they get reabsorbed. See, and I see, see exactly, what I what I would like I to see. I see exactly on both sides. More on the liberal side. I mean, if you've lived in California as long as I have, you have seen a large number of crazies. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying they're not crazy. I'm just saying that uh, they're harder to find. But the, but in in the Democrats, it's all it's it's more like it seems to me that they're more of a a, a boiling sort of they they intermingle more uh, whereas in the, in the Republican Party every every decade or so there there's a contingent that grows like the Tea Party was 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 one of them and before that it was the independent party that uh, you know Ross Perot and um, what's that uh, the body Ventura the governor of governor uh, uh, yeah who's the uh, yeah so they were independents but they basically got ro- eventually rolled back into the Republican Party so the Republican Party eventually reabsorbs the crazy people and they just get they just get more crazy um, what I would love to see is the Republicans split, but 
the ones I think are but still if they sane. Split, then but they the ones that I think, but the ones that I think of as being sane retain the RNC, uh, basically the power of the party, and the, the the split offs don't. They're just sort of off in the wild on their own, so they don't really have much of a a basis to work from. And I think that would draw a lot of independents, and I think that would draw a lot of the more conservative Democrats. So I think you would see uh, splintering off. Not just I don't think I don't think the Democratic Party would maintain its monolithic block as it is now if a third party emerged i have no idea I mean, i'm just guessing you know it's i'm telling you right now it's a wild west out there it really is um so there's a coffee there christopher <laughs> all right we'll be right back hi this is betsy i want to tell you about the children's museum of phoenix if you're in phoenix planning to come to phoenix or just looking for something fun to do, check us out at the Children's Museum of Phoenix where you can come paint and climb and use your imagination. We're 100% fun and currently 100% outside. To find out more, visit us at childrensmuseumofphoenix.org. Hope to see you there. Have fun. Be playful. Um, so we were just talking, James, about some radical things. So my oldest son turned 18 and I purchased something that probably a lot of people don't agree that you should be buying a child, but he's not a child. He's 18 now. Well, he's still a child. And I agree. But he's also that. still, he's he an adult. He is a very young adult. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. These, these, these are the middle years. This is the And we've talked about this. Yeah. Childhood development. I mean, really a man's brain doesn't really get fully not developed until he's 25 It's not just a man's brain. The females are subject to this too. Males and female brains develop on the they same They would argue line. the differ. <laughs> but anyways, I purchased a fairly harmless gun. Oh, that's the title of the show right there. Fairly harmless gun. Um, oh at 22. And the reason why is because uh, I take my boys out and sometimes my daughter um, and we go out with the, my 22. Why not and always we go your target daughter? target shooting. What's that? Why not always your daughter? She doesn't always like to go. Okay. She does love the archery part of it. So, but we don't need oh. to go out the desert for that. You probably should though. You don't want that going over the wall. <laughs> that's why I don't. That's why I don't shoot here because I'm worried about it going. Over we would the wall. never break the law and shoot the arrows here uh, on is that a residential community. Illegal? What's that? Is that illegal? Yeah, you can't be shooting arrows in your backyard. Well, that sucks. <laughs> well, now I got to do it. I guess. Uh, I, so I'm I, sorry. We, we got off. So yeah. So wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. I guess. Wait a second. This. You bought your son a gun. I did. I did. Can you legally own the gun at 18? Yeah, actually, that's when you can legally own okay, a gun. Okay, I don't know. Because I remember I was in... Handguns are the tricky one. Oh, yeah, okay. 21. So, well, when I was a kid, it was 16. <laughs> in fact, I remember being 16, going out with my friends, shooting tin cans out in the desert. I had a friend who is who grew up in Alaska, and he told me one time that, uh, you know, the place to have, they had the uh, gun shows was at the local high school. Because that's You're basically, that was oh, basically, that was the only place they could do it. Because in Alaska, you know, they have small towns. They don't usually have a lot of places to have yeah, yeah, yeah. shows. So everything happened at the, at the high school, and they would have the gun shows at the high school, too. That's hilarious. So you have to explain to something to me about guns, because I, I don't, I'm not very gun literate unless it's... Uh, fake guns in my video games, like which case See, I don't I play know with fake guns. <laughs> I do. All night long. I did when I was like five, and I know all the. And they went types. bang with a little red cap gun. <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, so twenty-two I know is a small caliber, but I understand there are different lengths uh, that they can come in. So right, so I always bought what they call longs. Oh, isn't that more powerful? Not more powerful, straighter. So uh, you, okay, so for example, is think of it. You have this chamber which an exploding metal thing comes flying out of. Called the rifle? 
Well, the barrel. The barrel, which is rifled. Oh, that's true. Okay, okay that's technically. So <clears throat> the longer the barrel, the straighter it is because um, when the metal is flying down, let's just call it the bullet, it's, it's basically gently, not so gently, bouncing back and forth between this chamber until by the time it gets out, it stops bouncing around and becomes narrow and straight. Oh, okay? Christopher. Christopher? So, yeah. I, I have to correct you here. You're talking about what you just described as a musket, not a rifle. Okay. Do you know the difference between a musket and a rifle? I I do. I've shot many muskets. Okay, but do you know the technical difference between the two? Do tell. Because this is, I guess this is the one thing I do know about. Let's hear it. Guns. Black powder. A rifle has a spiral yes. groove in it. That's and true. And what this does is it causes the physics of the, the machine to change radically. As the bullet travels down a rifled barrel, it takes on the spin. Yes. It, actually, it takes on a spin. And that's what gives it its straightness. Granted, yes, a longer barrel helps, but that's because it's got more rifling. You can have a really long musket, and it's not going to shoot nearly as straight as a very short rifled pistol will. Oh, and I'm not disagreeing with that. Okay, I mean, it's just the say. same reason why we flip a football. And I didn't, I didn't know if you wanted me to get into all oh, okay. the details. I'm just saying, no, but there's just, multiple reasons why bullets shoot straight. That is definitely one. Yes. The spiraling helps definitely, and that was an invention, I think, in the 1800s. But I'm going to be wrong. Right. About that no, I too. think you're right about no. Yeah. So the inside of your your barrel is grooved in a spiral way. That also helps. That helps with the spinning. Actually, Sorry, it, it's, you, know, you know what that is? It's a conspiracy because that's what one of the ways that people can uh, determine what, what bullet fired what gun that puts a distinct mark on the, on the bullet. So it's a way of basically tracking your bullets. Yeah, there's a lot to that. I just made science. that up. But if your bullet is longer. You mean the, the okay, the casing? Yeah, the bullet's longer. Okay. It's going to shoot straighter than. A short one, for example. But how is, is that not more powerful? Well, powerful is in the explosion. That's enough. I mean, we could talk about this. Okay, maybe we don't need to. <laughs> just. Oh, but just really quick, since we did, you did bring it up. I just want to be clear. Length does not mean power. Length means straightness. Length in the case. Like a, like a It's interesting. Arrow. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, so no matter Power what, is in the amount of black powder that's actually in the bullet. Uh -huh. So you can change the amount of black oh. powder in your bullet. A good friend who makes his own bullets mm -hmm. and he changes the amount of black powder he puts in there according to what he's doing that oh, that's, day. that's interesting. What he's doing for that day. Very interesting gentleman. Very, very retired. <laughs> so just, just because of TikTok, I know this, that there's a, I see some financial hints and the one kid was giving his financial, he says he goes to, uh, he goes to shooting ranges and will buy a few buckets, lo bucket loads of spent casing, and then he'll clean them himself. He, yeah, I think he spends like twenty or twenty-five bucks on it. My marine friend he, does that too. And then he sells them back uh, once he repacks them for like three hundred. Oh, no, my friend just refires them. No, I'm just saying that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's one way to make money. But, um, so, yeah. so, 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 twenty-two, like without taking into account that it might have more or less black powder, but twenty-two, and regardless of its length of the casing, is still a pretty weak bullet. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it, would, it, all would this, guns are dangerous. I, I want to be course. very clear about that. Every single, even a cap gun can be dangerous to some degree. Um, shooting blanks can be dangerous. Oh yeah. I mean, guns are dangerous things and you have to be properly trained and you have to have experience, guided experience, which I encourage any gun owner or if somebody is interested in owning a gun, do the training before you purchase the gun. Oh, yeah. Do the training again once you get the gun. And make sure that you always are up on what the latest safety things that are available to you. But that's not where I was going with I'm the sorry. story. <laughs> so I got him at 22, right? No bullets. Bullet. Can't get bullets. 
Yeah, completely out. This happened a few years ago. Um, and I know a lot of people are going to go, yay, no bullets for the guns. But um, yeah, that also goes for police officers too. <laughs> Anyways. Well, people um, might be cheering that as yeah, well. Yeah, so we couldn't. Yeah, they, I know. Nice. So anyways, where I was going with this was, so I get this gift for my son for Christmas. You know, he's 18 now. No bullets. <laughs> so it's like, wow, man. It's like, happy or Merry Christmas. Uh, maybe you'll be able to use it someday. But we, I, luckily, I... How, I don't understand how that happens. This is America. How can you not get bullets? Oh, you didn't know this. So we have a shortage of bullets um, every time there's bad news. Oh. So for example is in Arizona when people were going crazy and we heard about all these school shootings all over the United States Arizona got rid of its concealed gun law oh I didn't know that which my first thought was that doesn't sound very smart but crazy enough like I think a couple weeks after that had passed some police officer on the freeway here in Arizona had been attacked and was being beat up a woman police officer on the freeway some guy who had a concealed weapon in his car got out shot the guy that was basically trying to kill the cop and saved her life and I thought eh maybe it's not such a bad thing and I don't know the whole concealed weapon is a whole I have mixed emotions on that but anyway I wasn't going with the negative I was just saying is I think (laughs) it's kind of funny that you know well, you There's, know, Christopher, when you talk about guns, you can't help but go negative. I know. I'm sorry. No, hey, I, my, my coffee is gone. <laughs> yeah, mine too. What the hell are we still doing here? Let's get out of We've here. We've talked a little longer. Than, I think we could probably talk about this we for haven't days. Even, I, I, you know, I, I have notes and I haven't even gotten to them yet. Hey, on our next episode... Let's kind of just get to a little lighter subjects and some of the topics that that we've been wanting to talk about. For well, a while. we try. <laughs> if you people would just be a little bit more sane, we can get to funnier topics. <laughs> Damn people! All right, James. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks over. for going over. See you next week. Thanks. If you'd like to contact Heatstroke, go to heatstrokepodcast.com. Don't you see me? Take a boo. Don't you feel me? It's morning dew. All I want yes. is a cup. Yes. A very large cup. Yes. In my hand. Yes. A large cup. Hot. Warm. Oh. Cup. It's not tea. And it must be dark, dark brown. Oh, it's very from big up brown. Make it hot, make it hot, make it very, very hot. Coffee. Coffee.